Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Time now for Dan Issel and Louis Rabot, right here on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Dan and Louis. Good morning, everybody. This is Issel and Louis, ESPN 680 105.7, and the ESPN Louisville app. However, you're listening this morning. Thanks for joining in this hour of the show, brought to you by our friends at Kentucky Tourism. KentuckyTourism.com. Did we have another uh, scholastic event last night? Uh, no, uh, no, just practice. Oh, practice. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we did a full two-hour practice. Um, you know, we're in the middle of it, Dan. Um, well, I, it's, I, it's like a war. I was um, a little concerned you didn't have your T-shirt on this morning. Thought about it. Yeah, thought about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So when's the next competition? Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. Are you going to dominate like you did the other night? So the deal is, um, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. These quad three teams, I appreciate it, but you know, yeah, we good. Go well, you yeah. got to get a pile of up. So, speaking know. of quad four, we got Kenny Payne sound today. Uh, speaking of quad two, we've got Ben Roberts today. Yes, and speaking of quad one, we got Jay Davis today. There you go. Damn. There you go. <laughs> Be a fun show. We'll take you up till noon. Uh, Bobby V will follow us here uh, on six eighty one zero five seven. We're also going to talk about self making bricks for space exploration. Yes. Does Dan like this one? We'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> I was put in one where a family bought a bus and did a road trip through places where you're not supposed to road trip. But I knew you would just crush those people. Oh, okay. So I, I was like, you know what? That's not going to be a fun one. No. Right. <laughs> How are you? What, what time do you get up to do this show when you stay in like six? Uh, 6.30. Oh, that's not bad. No. That's after I No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I take a quick shower and hit the road and... Listen to Diener and Blank on the way up. <laughs> they were talking about killing goats. Yeah, they and, for like know, an hour. Yeah. For like for, an hour. For, a solid hour of hatching and then, and goats. And then they talked about, they were talking about partial scholarships and <laughs> NIL. And when they got to the end of, at the uh, nine o'clock hour, uh, I mean, leading up to the nine o'clock hour, uh, Diener admitted it was the worst segment they'd ever done. So <laughs> They did 35 minutes on walk-ons the other day. <laughs> what ninety three nine ninety nine ninety three nine the walk on ninety three nine the walk on it's gonna happen people <laughs> they did play some good clips from Kenny last night Kenny Kenny must have been feeling his oats <laughs> last night for a three and twenty one team whatever they are yeah we'll get to that sound because I think you and I feel differently about it um, you and I feel differently about everything going on across the street I think. Where are you on Jeff Brom? Uh, I I prefer to wait. 
Okay. Uh, and C. If if Satterfield's team went seven and six, is it reasonable to expect that a better coach who you pay more money wins eight games next year? Uh, sure. Okay. Especially because since Clemson league, and Florida the, State aren't yeah, on the, the schedule. The, the league that he plays in stinks. Right. So right. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I would think. You know, and I, I I I guess he got some decent players. How many donuts does Nick have? How many is that? Is that two? Three? Three? Only, I have to pay for those. You only brought a dozen. It's actually pizza from yesterday. Oh. <laughs> the old 10 o'clock class. He He's eating Nick. pizza from yesterday? He made yesterday? a sandwich out of pizza from lunch yesterday at 10 o'clock in the morning. Oh, my goodness. Nick Valvano. Uh, oh at Nicky Vespin on Twitter, if you want to go be disgusted by a Twitter feed. Actually, the funniest thing about Nick's Twitter feed is... He's most active during the V show, which means he's not listening at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that puts him in a category of a lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, that's terrible. But again, usual Thursday show. We'll have Ben at uh, 1030 from the Herald Leader. And then Jay will join us from Cranes Detroit uh, at 11. We got plenty to talk about with him. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, Dan, can you remember a team trading two potential Hall of Famers off of a team that's 10 games over 500? No, but I love it. Okay. I love it. I absolutely love it. I have been against this, you know, let's all go someplace together Mm. and win a championship. And so I love when it, it just implodes. And that's exactly what happened in Brooklyn. Well, I asked you yesterday, should Durant have any input? And you said, only if they plan on keeping them. Yeah. We yeah. got our answer this morning it, at like yeah, 4 a.m. It, did, it <laughs> didn't take long. It didn't take long. So oh, now man. so now they had, wait a second, they had Harden, uh, they had Durant, and they had uh, Kyrie. And? A- and Simmons. Well, no, they traded Harden for, right. si- for, for, oh, for that's Ben true. Simmons. They didn't have them all the same. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So now... They have, and they're talking, you know, like when LeBron went to Miami, not one, not two, not three, and now they have zero and a bunch of draft picks. So <laughs> I love, and, and you know, when you look at right now, and, you know, when, when LeBron went to Miami, yes, uh, they already had Wade and... The other guy, so they Bosch, Chris Bosch, yeah. So they just they just added a player, but when these guys get together and decide they're all going to go someplace, well, all three of them decide. To, Wade was already there. Bosch was with the Raptors, if you remember. Oh, okay, yeah, all the, right. And then they agreed to all take yeah. the same salary. So that worked. So that worked out. That that no, one worked that's out. Probab- that, what they win the most successful two championships. One, they won two. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, but you can't call what the Golden State Warriors did. I mean, they brought Durant in, but they drafted all those other kids. The other so guys are homegrown dudes. Yeah, right. yeah. And and but when 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 they all go to one place now, <clears throat> Davis and LeBron uh, did it with the Lakers, and they won a championship. Yep. But it was in. It was in the bubble during COVID, so there's a little asterisk next to that. I disagree with that, actually. Really? I think that was some of the best basketball we've had in the NBA in a while. Really? Because the guys were totally undistracted. <laughs> I was I, I, maybe I wasn't paying attention to the basketball. Oh, okay. I was I was concentrating on the cardboard cutouts of the people that. I'm they not had saying in some of the stands. gimmicks behind it weren't stupid, but <laughs> and frankly, at the t- it was a weird time. Just socially. For everybody. For everybody. Yes. Yeah, no. And especially people yeah. over 70. I mean, like, whatever. I mean, it, it you know, it was especially. Yeah, I'm still putting an asterisk by it. But, <laughs> um, but, then, but then you look at where they've tried this in other places, like Brooklyn, like today. In, and did you see, 
Did you see the clip? Well, Phoenix of, is different, right? Because they're just adding one dude. Yeah, right. Yeah, and they drafted Aiton, and they drafted Booker, Booker yep. and they got they brought Chris Paul in, but that wasn't. But he's been there. Exactly. He's, he's established a part exactly. of that franchise. Yeah. So I I kind of equate that what what Phoenix has done to what they did in Golden State when they brought Durant in. I agree with that. To that, um, but then you know when you see and what I was getting ready to ask is, did you see Anthony Davis when? LeBron broke the record when he made the jump shot that broke the record. Did you see Anthony Davis was sitting on the bench? Every every other Laker was standing up watching the play. Anthony Davis is sitting on the bench. I mean, that is such a bad optic. I can't tell you. Mm. I can't tell you how bad that is. Another place that... I think the world has not turned out the way that Anthony Davis thought it was going to. (laughs) Now, he's got a lot of money. Yeah, no, God bless him. God bless him. But if he can't stand up to watch LeBron break one of the unbelievable records in professional basketball, he he doesn't have much besides the money. It doesn't look like it. It's one of those records, that too, that we just assumed. I mean, Bob, I think, did it yesterday. If you played all the games... And average twenty points for twenty years, you wouldn't catch LeBron. Mm. You have to. You have <laughs> I mean, to do more than that. Yeah. yeah. No. That, no. I said yesterday. It's a. It's, it's an, an unbelievable. Number. Absolutely fabulous. Yeah. Um, but you know, look how they did win a championship. But look how that worked out. They've got. There are two teams in the West that have a worse record than the Lakers do. <laughs> so that's that's not going real well. And they, and they made another trade yeah. yesterday. That I don't think helps them. I mean, Russell's a nice player, it get, it, it, right? But, but it gets Westbrook off the books. I think yeah. That's well, that's what it, I mean. They're not, and the, and then you know, I don't I don't know why we always have to talk about the Lakers and the Cowboys. And some idiot on ESPN says, "Oh, now this trade gives them a chance in I the know, West." I know. What? No. What? They're five games under five hundred. There's thirty games to go. Do you know who's having a great season? What? Do you know who's having a great season? Who? The Utah Jazz. Do you know why the Utah Jazz are having a great season? Because they're going to miss the playoffs, have a decent draft pick, but all their guys are getting good minutes, and they're showcasing them and being able to trade them away for more assets. Yeah, and I mean, he's I mean, got and 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 Ainge has got yes. enough draft picks now. You know, sometimes having a bunch of draft picks works out, and sometimes it doesn't. Right. But but he's got. He's got assets. He's got things to make a deal. The, the other team that I was going to say, okay. where the players all came together and were going to win an NBA championship, is the Clippers. Oh, yeah. With Paul George and um, and uh, Kawhi, Kawhi yeah. um, and they stink too. So it uh, it it does it, it warms the cockles of my heart when one of these teams that you know we're going to put some guys together and win championships when it just goes right down the toilet like it did in Brooklyn. What percentage do you think and by the way, I think there's a chance Phoenix becomes a destination spot for guys now that there's new ownership. Because I think a lot of guys want to live in Phoenix. Could. No. No. But No state tax in Arizona. Those kinds of things. No, no, no. You're absolutely right. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. They just went all in. They just pushed all of their chips to the middle of the table. They gave up a bunch of first round picks. uh, You know, uh, Booker doesn't seem to be able to stay healthy. Fair. Paul is a hundred and seven. Uh, Aiton, thirty four. I, I, I love him. He's there some nights and he's limited and and, and absent other nights. 
And Durant doesn't have the best record of staying healthy. So, uh, yeah. I'm no, just going to guess. Durant. I agree. But, but it better happen this year or next year, or I, I, I see that franchise starting to slide. I... I think you're going to discover that he's suddenly very healthy. <laughs> like Blake Griffin was very hurt in Detroit, and then he got traded, and he was very healthy. Yeah, I think I think you might be. I think that happens I, with I, some. I dudes. think you might be right. Yeah. I think you might be right. That was a. Uh, I got up at like four forty-five today to get some some paperwork done and different things, and uh, the news had broken like a half hour before yeah, I got up. So that's yeah. that's when you know it's the middle of the night. <laughs> it's when it breaks when I get out of bed. So yeah, one of those. But yeah, I you know the only reason I, I put the Lakers deal on here is because D'Angelo Russell obviously uh, from Louisville. Yeah. So um, yeah. By the way, I was thinking about this too. And West, I'll be shocked if Westbrook ever puts on a Jazz uniform. I I think. I think they buy him out and he and give him the opportunity to go someplace and play for a, a team that has a legitimate chance to win the championship. Well, someone's saying on the text line, tell me you don't watch the NBA without telling me you don't watch the NBA. The Suns have been to the final since Barkley. I, I, I understand. But what I'm saying is I think it can become like a Miami or like a Lakers where guys want to be in those markets if they feel like there's ownership that's supportive etc is going to build things is going to do yeah you know go out of their way well, i think the, the the deal only closed a couple days ago and the guy comes mm-hmm. in and makes that splash wow he and i were classmates at michigan state how about that no way he's only six billion dollars richer than me or 16 <laughs> something like that that's all whatever <laughs> matt whatever <laughs> the shame of it is it was before like cell phones were really like cell phones yeah so i don't have his number or anything you know like i can't be like Yo, you want to come on yeah talk a little durant absolutely <laughs> Absolutely. Help a Spartan out? No, no, none of that. <laughs> hey, Louie, I want to tell you about my friends at Bear Nose Pizza. There are 14 area locations in Kentucky and a great food, great drink, great people. Stop by the original Bear Nose, Bear Nose at Bowman Field on Taylorsville Road. Say hi to our buddy there, Rob Moody. Dine in, carry out, or delivery. Yeah, it's that good. Bear Nose Pizza. Do you agree that Kyrie was amazing in debut? Oh, yeah. I said yesterday, no, it's gonna. This is gonna be. This is gonna be a honeymoon. I mean, he's got. He's 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 got thirty days to convince Mark Cuban to give him the max deal, and he's gonna be a. He's gonna be a perfect gentleman. He's not gonna say anything to ruffle any feathers. He's gonna play well. He's gonna play great because he's a great player, uh, and then. It explodes. So no, I, I, I don't know that twenty-four points and five rebounds is amazing. Right. And then, of course, he uh, he very quickly takes another shot at his former teammates about Dallas playing selflessly. So um, no, no, it doesn't surprise me at all. I think he'll be great there for the next thirty days. He'll he'll or the thirty games. He'll he'll be great there until he gets his contract. The other part of that is just how much. Guys just feel like they have to like lift him up all the time. Yeah, how scared they are of his ego and whatever, or lack of ego or whatever. Can you open that door and yell at Nick? Why? There's What's headphones it? in here. He's Nick. Your headphones are here. Oh, okay. Close it up. I so I I keep this this bag right here. It's a 
I'll give the company. It's a Columbia bag. It's very nice. I, I wanted to shout them out because I've had it for a while. Right. I keep all my media stuff in it. Okay. Including things like chargers oh. and headphones. Right. And my computer and my uh, and no, but nobody, my pop block. And nobody will steal it because it's the ugliest color I've ever seen. It, do, do you know why I do that? Why? For airplane travel. I buy the ugliest luggage I can find because no one else buys it, and then I know mine on the conveyor. <laughs> or at the, the bottom of the uh, runway. Yeah, no, I just know. 100%. I've got this plaid thing I've been traveling with. It's like green and orange. It's the ugliest luggage in the world. What am I doing? Ew. Picking up chicks? <laughs> I stopped doing that two decades ago. Well, that's good, but that is the most oh, it's hideous. Ho- oh, it's hideous. It's hideous. Luggage it's hideous. ever. That's we're, the we're, worst we're traveling next week. Not going to have any trouble world. finding my bags. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Good, <laughs> good for you. <laughs> Other sort of uh, interesting things that happened last night. So Vandy gets the win over Tennessee. Watched home. every minute. Yeah, okay. Watched every minute. So talk to me a little bit about what Tennessee is. Tennessee is not as good as we thought. They well, they are either up or they are down. Yes. And that is yes. that is they, why they're not going to go very far in the tournament. And, and, and the big guy, what's his name? Plezak or yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he barely got off the bench last night. He didn't start. He didn't play very much. I don't know if they didn't think. Uh, but but I'll tell you one thing. Kentucky got a break when they played Vanderbilt because their best player far and away is this Robbins kid who started, no question. started at Drake, went to Minnesota, is now at Vandy. Uh, and that big joker can play a little bit. <laughs> he can play a little bit. And he wore Tennessee out last night. So Uros Plavsic is the player that you're Plavsic. talking about. Do you know what he has in common with Emmanuel Okorafor? Neither one of them can play. Three minutes, two fouls. <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, I you know Tennessee lost to Florida. Of course, that was at Florida, right? And who else beat them? Somebody else beat them recently, and that was a great college basketball game yeah. last night because neither team. Got uh, got a big lead. I mean, Tennessee'd go up five, and then Vandy'd go on a seven zero run. Uh, and and the play, the play that uh, that Jerry uh, drew up for the game winner was incredible. I mean, he got with you know just uh, nothing left on the clock. He got a wide open three point. I wonder if he's going to get a shot at a spot where he doesn't have to recruit to a place like Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt, athlete, like academics. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's a great question, but I don't know what he'll have to do at Vandy to get a job at a. And I don't. I don't even know the the next step up from Vandy because I. I don't. I don't know that a job in Nashville is bad. I just know the the academic standard at Vanderbilt. Yeah, it's just like Northwestern in the Big Ten. I agree. Yeah. Or no, that's you know, exactly what. Now it's Duke like. has been able to do it. Yeah. In the ACC, to be fair, as has North Carolina, um, two two schools that are in the top thirty globally in academics. You know that kind of thing, and so you know it can be done. We also forget, like, of the Big Ten schools, all of them except for Rutgers and Nebraska are top 100 world universities, something like that, academically. Wow. So it can be done, right? But, um, you know, like the University of Miami is a top 60 school in the world, this kind of stuff. So it's like, it, you know, we think, of the, we think of the U and all that stuff, and it's like, well, it's actually not terribly easy to get in there. So um, they, they figured it out. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but I but would stack, guess. Like, if Larry Niega retires and they give Stack that job, is Miami a step up in a job? I think it is. Yes, and, I would say so. Right, and yeah. he could probably get dudes there. And I'm just, I don't know. I don't know how, you know how you talk about you can't tell how good of a coach Kenny is because his players stink. Right. Yeah. I don't know how good of a coach Stack is because he coaches at Vanderbilt. 
<laughs> Good point. Well, I'll tell you what. He he drew up a great play last go. night to get to get a wide open three pointer to win the game. Cal should hire him as his uh, top offensive assistant. Yeah, right. <laughs> Two million bucks a year. Come on, X's and O's. What do you think? You know who else? Listening to some of those clips this morning, uh, I I know what Kenny was saying, uh, but I also know what Kenny wasn't saying, and I think some of those clips this morning make me think that Kenny thinks the guys he has stink too. Oh sure. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get new play we're gonna get new players. We're gonna we're gonna, the players that walk through that door. Are next you year able to be... listen to that um texture is Louisville a step up from Vandy. Damn it. <laughs> Not right now. Oh a Blank would think so. Blank was talking again this morning about, you know, getting uh Bruce Pearl and, and Nate Oates. We revisited that conversation, too. <laughs> Is Louisville a step up from Vandy, and can we get Blake and Baker on board? Man, that's a good text. Um, 437 on the UPS Jobs text line. I Can you get to the part where he talks about Purvis Ellison in the clip? Okay, cool. Without playing the whole yeah, no, I, two minutes. Some of it is stuff that we hear from him every week, yes. which is fine. I understand. I Every coach does that. All of them. Good and bad. Good seasons, bad seasons. They all have their, their rhetoric yeah. that they use. Right yeah. But this, this, this part is another thing that he's been saying a lot. Remember when he got introduced, he said, I didn't have to take the job. I did it for the city. I did it for yeah. you know the unity of peoples. I did it for the state of Kentucky. I did it for this. And I want to tell you the example in my life that correlates to this. Do you have it? Go ahead and play it. I'll never forget my conversation with Purvis Ellison. Kenny, whatever you do, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Purv, I got to do it. Kenny, please don't do it. You're in the NBA. You're one of the highest paid coaches in the league. You've got all these things. You're on the board of governors. You're governing the NBA. No coach has ever done that. Why would you do that to come back? Herb, if I don't do it, what happens to our legacy? What happens to this community? What happens to the former players? What happens to this program? Somebody else could get the job and they have no clue about what went on before them. I have an obligation to do this, and I'm doing it not just for me. It's never about me. I'm doing it for everybody else. Young people deserve an opportunity to be coached with love, not fear. They deserve to be coached with love. And, again, I'm going to say this, it's the beginning stages. And in the end, in the middle, and you'll see it as it grows, there will be a different vibe about everything that we do, a different player about who's walking through those doors. And you'll begin to see the the plan that we put together and the type of players we want to bring in here. Yeah, um, and right there was where I said, even Kenny knows that these guys aren't any good. Uh, it's about the guys that will be walking through the door, not the guys that are already here. And and I I applaud Kenny for what he's trying to do here when he talks about the culture and the type of person he wants to bring in here. Uh, but you know, you better get some people that can play basketball too. I you know you just can't it can't just be about the culture and about kids that were raised the right way. You better get some basketball players in here. If you had to guess how many weeks ago the nineteen eighty six title was, go ahead and guess. How many weeks? Or days or months. Well, there's any, any kind of two there's fifty two, so it's gotta be uh uh 
783 weeks. 1,925 weeks since the title that he is concerned people will forget about. Hmm. Hmm. That's why we have banners, by the way. <laughs> That's why we have banners. Yeah. Your name hangs in rup. If Cal is, is recruiting based on you, he's doing malpractice to that program. <laughs> and you're the best player to ever walk through the door there. Well, I don't know about that. You're the but, most accomplished player to ever play. But I, I don't know about that. But <clears throat> but I will say this. Yes, since kids he's recruiting now have grandparents that are probably younger than I am, that's a great point. That's a, But, but I, what, he, I think what he's saying, Louie, is that we're that kind of university. We're, we're not a basketball program that is three and 21. That's not who we are. And we're not, you know, I, I'm sad that it's happening this year, but it's not going to happen anymore. And, you know, we, we are, uh, and, and I don't know how far back it, going too far back is, but, you know, we're, we're one of the blue bloods of college basketball. What, instead of looking back, is, is he able, with a fully guaranteed contract, Dan, to look forward and last night say, we're 3-21. and 21. Next year, that's unacceptable. We're pushing for the tournament next year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sure. He better say it. And he's he not bet, going to. He's not he going bet, to. He's going to tell you about 1986 too. again. Not tell only you should he say it, he better do it, too. I, I think he's going to talk about 1986. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, right now, right now, today, that's all he's got to talk about. He's got two kids that are three stars coming in here. He's got a core of four who can't stay on the floor. He's three and, and 21. He can't talk about anything else. Bobby V said he thinks that there's a chance a core four is the best player on the team in the fall. That he's seen that kind of ability from him. Well, I hope he's right. And I'll say one other thing. I, I at, at, at 74 years of age, I could go out there and be the best player on the You're, this is where you're supposed to. No, he, I have another part of that. He's Dan Issel. I'm literally. And I'm going to do this real quick because we do have to get Ben Roberts on the other side. The beginning opening of that. We don't have to. The, we. It's it's a sponsor. It's, show, it's a sponsor it's, segment. Yeah. Sponsor segment. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. We no, no. have to. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. We have to. If you visit our sponsors, you can go for a walk. That's right. The um, the first part of that, and he he started doing it in the summer. He started doing it in the summer. I didn't have to take this job. I did it for the community. I did it for this. Do you know what that's the equivalent of? Me in the mornings when my kids are whining about what I'm putting in their lunch, saying, you know, I didn't have to go to the store and buy all the things for your lunches. I don't have to make your sandwiches every day. I don't have to cut up fruit to put in your lunches every day. You don't even like mini carrots, and I cut them in half for you so that they're smaller and and more bite-sized for you. I picked out the cheese sticks that you like at the store, and then you complain about it, or you don't eat them because you're talking too much at lunch. That's what Kenny's doing right now. Well, yeah. You know, I didn't no. have to take this job. And you know what, people? I don't. And, and, here's, and here's what my kids should say to me. Yeah, I don't have access to a car, jerk. I don't have a job that gives me money to buy groceries, jerk. I didn't choose to have the sex that made me, jerk. That's what they should say to me. <laughs> And the fans here could rightly say, yeah, and I don't have $3 million in my bank account this year. Jerk. <laughs> oh, Louie. And that's the difference. I'll tell you what. I'm glad I have a rosier outlook about life than you do. 
On the other end, Ben Roberts. But first hour of the show, of course, brought to you by our friends at Kentucky Tourism and KentuckyTourism.com. Plan your rosy trip at KentuckyTourism.com, anywhere in the state, maybe a museum, some indoor dining, and, of course, all of those concerts going on in the bluegrass as we, um, not today, woke up... uh, 445, it was 66 degrees out. But, Month uh, and a half till the opening day of Keeneland. <laughs> Month and a half. Start Louis. planning your trip to Keeneland at KentuckyTourism.com. Ben Roberts, next. This segment with Dan Issel and Louis Rabot is presented by KentuckyTourism.com. And welcome back on this Thursday morning. This hour of the show is brought to you by Kentucky Tourism. When you're ready to explore the outdoors, there's no better place than the bluegrass state. Hike, bike, paddle, fish, or even venture deep underground, this is Kentucky. Plan your summer getaway today at KentuckyTourism.com. And now as we do every Thursday at 1030... We welcome our man from the Herald Leader, all things UK basketball, brought to you by Martini Bistro in the Paddock Shops on Brownsboro Road. Ben, how are you this morning? Good. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're doing just peachy. Just peachy. <laughs> we got into a Durant, Kyrie. Boy, what was that? We, did, we, got a, we covered a lot of NBA ground in the first segment. Um, do, do you get excited about these trades? And uh, do you agree with Dan? that maybe we're coming to the end of this players choosing to get together three, four guys and making it work. Yeah, I was actually just catching up on, um, obviously saw the Durant news first thing this morning, um, but I was catching up, scrolling through the trades here and thinking about how many former like top five, top ten recruits that everybody got excited about or kind of afterthoughts in some of these multiplayer trades uh, yeah. over the last couple of days. But, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, that's a good point. That's an interesting point about um, – you know these these big threes and big fours and whatnot and maybe not working as well and 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 maybe you know trying to find more guys who are willing to buy in as, as role players and complementary players and as john calipari would say be all stars in their roles and, and put those around uh you know one or two superstars so i i think the i think the general basketball fan would like to see that because you get to you know spread some of these stars around and, and see what they can do um when they when they get a you know a little more of the spotlight, a, a little more of the ball in their hand, so I, I I would love to see that personally. Ben Roberts with us from the Herald Leader, Kentucky dot com slash sports. He's on Twitter at Ben Roberts HL. Go find his stuff there, including a piece about Chris Livingston today. That frankly, w- w- since we talked to Ben so much, I know he's been thinking about that piece since before the season. So it's come out now in February. We'll get to that, but uh, obvious the. Um, I don't even know what animal I want to use to describe, but the wounded elephant in the room is that final score against Arkansas. We'll go with wounded elephant, Dan. Okay, yeah. What else is there there to say? I mean, we had a couple of guys play like wounded elephants. Yeah, I I mean, I know that. I mean, just tons of points at the at the rim. Um, That's obviously become a huge issue. Cal, after you know, before this game, even mentioning, hey, I got to play more Damian Collins. Um, it, Oscar doesn't look like Oscar from last year. I mean, just we, they were bubbleicious before the game. Where are they right now, Ben? Yeah, I, I mean they're they're right there on the bubble, and they've got you know seven games left, and then whatever they're going to do in the SEC tournament, and, and they've got obviously some great opportunities to pick up some quality wins. 
in those seven games. But I mean, they have to win a majority of them at this point. They can't, you know, they can't kind of stumble through like like they have been. Um, they've they've got to they've got to do something here at, at some point. That second half, I mean, the first half, those those last five or six minutes, uh, probably up until the the Cal technical, were as just frenetic as I've seen Rupp Arena probably since before COVID. Just it just unbelievable atmosphere. It, it just kind of reminded you. John Clay at one point turned to me and said it, it reminded him of kind of the, the Patino, Nolan Richardson, Kentucky, Arkansas, just the atmosphere around it. I mean, every possession was just people on the edge of their seats booing or cheering or, or whatever. It, it was great, great to, to be there for that. And then the second half, I mean, I you know, just an all systems failure across the board. I mean, there were there were very very few bright spots, if any, uh, for the second twenty minutes of that game. Um, and to have that happen on your home court in a game that you knew you had to win to to really bolster your NCAA tournament resume uh, was not a good look for for anybody involved, including John Calipari, who. Um, you know he's he's uh, as we know he is often on the officials, often on the referees. But I don't really remember seeing him like he was really the entire game. Just it seemed to be completely distracted from what was actually going on on the court and and spent most of his time arguing with the officials. And, and Dan obviously coached at the highest level, so maybe he could speak to how you how you get in into that mindset or, or you know get get to that point. But it it, it certainly didn't seem to be helping. Yeah, it, it, it usually happens when you see the game going south and you know you don't have much of a chance to yeah. win and you got you got to do something. But, uh, uh, Ben, you, you mentioned, uh, you know, at least the way I, I said this yesterday, the way I know that Cal isn't very happy is all of his sound bites after the game were about 18 seconds long. So yeah. he, he usually talks longer than that. But at least he didn't say it's still a marathon. I mean, this this thing <laughs> this thing has gotten to be like a fifty yard high hurdle race right now. You mentioned seven games. Give me your best guess as to how many games out of those seven Kentucky has to win. How far they have to go in the tournament to 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 make the NCAA ter- tournament? Yeah, I mean, I think they've got to be Georgia and Vanderbilt. Those are the two that. Um you know they're by no means gimmies especially by you know vandy obviously beat tennessee and georgia's a road game so any road game in the sec is going to be tough but i think they they have to you know for this equation they have to win those two games and then the remaining five are all kind of in that kind of quad one um you know uh range right now and i think they've got to win three of them going into going into the sec tournament that, that would put them at five and two you know 21 and 10 going into the tournament and if they're there you know depending on what happens elsewhere and what happens in some other conference tournaments they might have to get to the semifinals or maybe even the finals to to at least feel comfortable i mean you know even even now as close as we are to selection sunday it's hard to hard to put a number on it because you don't know what's going to happen with some of these other bubble teams and if some you know there might be some bid stealers in some other conferences um, but the important thing is just to win some basketball games, no matter how you do it. I mean, they got to go out there and win some games to get some some good teams, and, and you know, time is running out for that. Ben Roberts with us at Ben Roberts HL on Twitter, presented by our friends at Martini Italian Bistro out in the East End, MartiniLouisville.com. Ben, after the game, we see the pictures. 
<clears throat> doesn't happen very often that it's the home coach that gets to the media first. And Musselman's taking the pictures in the crowd, and, and, and people are, are hooping and hollering. I mean, it, does that stick with Kentucky fans? Does that matter to them, or is it just uh, a couple pictures on social media? Um, well, I don't know how many Kentucky fans were in the building when I watched <laughs> Musselman run off the court. He, I mean, he was practically skipping off the court, uh, just pumping his fists, high-fiving people. You know, the most striking image, the one that will last with me from that game, is when uh, I think it was Ricky Council hit a couple free throws with a, with a little more than four minutes left to put him up 16. And you look at the aisles of Rupp Arena, and they are just flooded with people leaving with more than four minutes left in the game. And, I mean, the game was over by that point. It was a 9 o'clock, you know, weekday tip. But still, you don't see that at Rupp Arena. And then you look around as the final seconds are ticking off the clock, and I would say it was maybe a third full in the arena. And then so, you you know, you kind of watch as testy as, as the game was. You kind of watch the handshake line, make sure nothing's mm. happening there. And mm-hmm. you finish up what you're doing and you look down and I, and I see Musselman, you know, doing his thing and skipping off. And there was just a pretty large contingent of Arkansas fans that had made their way down to that um, corner where, where the visiting team enters and exits. And they're doing, they're calling the hogs. I mean, you know, it, oh, yeah. it, it, it was, it was not, not, not a good look at all. But that said, yeah, I don't know how many Kentucky fans were actually left in the building at that point. Uh, I want to go back to Saturday night, Ben. You talked about the crowd and the enthusiasm. I didn't see too many empty seats in Rupp Arena Saturday night. And uh, I thought, uh, first of all, I want to say thank you for all of the nice things that you wrote about Mike and, and his career. Uh, and it, it was a fitting tribute. It was just a great night. I, I can't imagine anything being more perfect than his Jersey retirement ceremony. Yeah, and what I, you know, speaking of, of no empty seats, I thought it was great that, I mean, there were very, very few empty seats at halftime during the ceremony. You know, that's obviously the time where people get up, go to the concessions, go to the bathroom. Uh, you know, even just go out and stretch their legs on the concourse, and you look around uh, when you guys were down there on the court, and 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 they were you know unveiling Mike's jersey up in the rafters, and there were not many 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 uh, you know many blue seats uh, to be seen during that. So yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a perfect ceremony. I know it's I can't imagine how difficult it is to try to fit everything you want to fit into what's what, what was probably what a, a ten minute ceremony because you've got. You know, you've got to work it in at halftime. You've got to set everything up and and take everything down before the teams come out. But yeah, I I, I don't think it it could have gone uh, could have gone any better. Ben Roberts with us. All right, so UK's upcoming schedule here at Georgia currently a quad two game. Vandy comes to town, going to be a quad three game. Then they go to Mississippi State. That's actually a chance at a quad one road win. Right now, they're right on the the cusp there at forty seven. Tennessee is Tennessee. Florida's also. A quad one chance on the road. Auburn coming to town is going to be just outside of quad one, but if they play well the rest of the year, could become quad one. Arkansas is quad one. Kentucky right now in 40th. Tons of opportunities, Ben. What do you see coming up? Yeah, I mean, uh, that Mississippi State, first of all, they got to win at Georgia. I mean, they have to win that game. Um, Georgia's very good at home, if people don't know. Um, They are. Yeah. I mean, Mike, you know, Mike White gets a lot of flack I feel like but he's a I mean he's a solid basketball coach and I I think he's done with that team more than most if not everyone expected uh you know this season at least we'll see how he does 
in the long term, but I, I've been impressed with with what he's. Yeah, they're eleven and two do. at home. They're three and one against quad two. I mean, it's not like they're not yeah. beating some teams. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, you know, it's a noon. Those noon Saturday games, especially somebody pointed out to me around the team, uh, and this was not coming off the loss at Arkansas. This was like three weeks ago. Told me, you know, look, look at their look at Kentucky's schedule. They're playing all these nine o'clock games, eight thirty games, and they're going to roll into Georgia a road game at noon on a Saturday when they're. You know your your body and your mind are used to playing all these late games. Uh, that'll be interesting to see. You know you could uh, you could very easily, and we've seen the way they've started games in the past. So you could easily see them come out flat and see a Georgia crowd if they get some people in there. Uh, you know, rally around their team, and and I mean they've got to come out come out well in that game right off the bat and, and kind of establish something. But yeah, so but but you know if they lose that they're on the wrong side of the bubble. I don't think there's any question about that. And, and then they they've really dug a hole. Um, but then that Mississippi State game I think is going to be uh, just a huge one there. Um, that's one that um, they're 47 in the net. That's going to stay quad one uh, probably no matter what at as a road game because yep. they have to they would have to drop out of the top 75 for that not to be quad one. So that that would be to go down there and beat that team that would be a big win and could really i think um you know set a tone coming in with with tennessee coming to town three days later tennessee we've seen them be vulnerable we saw it last night that offense if you can uh you know they're going to play good defense but if you can keep them from scoring which uh, kentucky obviously has once and some other teams have too that's a game that they could very easily win. I'll be I'll be interested to see what the line on that is. But if you go into Selection Sunday with two wins over Tennessee, um, that that's going to be a real feather in your cap on the resume. Uh, and then those other two quad ones right now are, are two road games against uh, you know you know we saw what Arkansas did a couple nights ago to them, and, and then Florida. That's you know that's going to be a tough one to play uh, down there in the swamp. So uh, I think. I think next week, you know, assuming they beat Georgia, and that's, you know, certainly no given, but I think next week might be the biggest week of the regular season for them because if they can come out of there with, with a win at Mississippi State and then beat Tennessee at home, I think then at that point you're you're feeling pretty good about your, your resume. Uh, ben, you mentioned Florida. I thought Castleton's length gave Oscar a yeah. lot of trouble. Uh, but the last game – I I I don't know what uh, it seems like. Oscar's going the wrong way. Have people just figured out how to play him? Is he not giving the same effort? What What's your observations there? I think it's both. I well, I don't know about. Uh, I can't speak to effort, but I think certainly people have figured out how to play him on both on both ends yeah. of the court. Clearly, um, and you know his defensive awareness is still. And I know the coaches. I, I think they felt like. Some of their comments were were taken too far, or maybe didn't mean to say exactly what they said. Even though I think there was a lot of truth to it, and have since tried to you know kind of cover up for him and maybe blame the guards a little, blame the circumstances a little. But his defensive awareness has just really showed, um, or lack thereof, I guess is what I'm talking about. Um, you know, they, they went in the two three zone mm-hmm. at one point uh, in the second half. Tuesday night, and and he's up at the three point line at one point, playing the playing the middle of the two three zone. Um, <laughs> the ball screens we've talked about ad nauseum, yep. and then offensively, yeah, they I mean teams and teams are flat out saying it. They're saying you yeah. know make them catch catch the ball away from the basket. Don't let them post up right under the bucket. 
and then you deal with him because, I mean, he can hit that little mid-range jumper when he's facing, but if you make him get out beyond about five or six feet when he's catching the ball and stay in his face, uh, it's probably going to be a turnover or a missed shot, or if you can swarm him, um, you, you know, get him to get him to do something uh, not good for Kentucky. So, yeah, they they've kind of figured him out there, and and I, I don't know I don't know about effort. I think he I think he always gives effort when he's on the on the court. I, I think some might question his focus and if he's as if he's as locked in as maybe he was last season. Um, you know, the knee. Any time. Even if they call it a minor surgery, you know, if you have surgery a month before the season starts, and yep. uh, that that could still be an issue. Um, and, he, and he told me after after the Georgia game that that he felt it was, and he just wasn't talking about it. Just kind of mentally, more mentally than anything, just the way he jumps, the way he he would cut or pivot. Um, and he did tell me he thought it was back to a hundred percent at that point, but you know, who, who knows? Uh, especially the way you know he the the way he. He usually talks in interviews. He he likes to please people. He likes to do what he thinks uh, you know either people want to hear or what he should say. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with him. But you know, the last time we really questioned him, he went out and got got <laughs> nearly forty and twenty five against Georgia. So it's one of those deals where we're kind of kind of like this team. Who knows what you're going to get at this point from Oscar Knight tonight? Yeah, it, it'd be nice if if he gave that uh, that kind of stat line on on Saturday. Uh, another player I want to ask you about, and uh, you, you know they they call them shooting guards for a reason. Uh, and our shooting guard isn't yeah. didn't get much shooting done. And I know after the game, Cal said something about sore ribs. Uh, you know, is is he hurt or is he just not playing well? Well, he did. Uh, he's uh, of the guys that I've covered over the last few years. He is the uh, guy who will not give excuses at all and will kind of. Um, uh, you know, take exception if you even try to give him an, an outlet to give an excuse. But he did admit, I, I got him to admit after the last game, the the, uh, the game where he actually hit some threes, that, that it did help to get that wrap off his finger that had been on there since he heard it at the Missouri game. Right. Um, and, and that was obviously the one where he comes out and hits, hits uh, his first three threes that he took. Uh, so, so he acknowledged that you know he wasn't going to use it as an excuse, but it did. He did at the end say that that it felt better. And then that night, I mean, uh, he went hard into. I don't. He didn't know if he hit the camera or somebody's knee, but um, he said it just knocked the wind out of him, and his his ribs were. It sounded like more sore after the game than they were when he when he popped up. I'm sure once the adrenaline went and um, you know that had time to settle in, uh, he was he was hurting after, after that game. So. Uh, and that's something that you know you extend, you jump, you uh, a shooting motion. I would imagine where that would bother you, but uh, you know at this point, I think there's, and I think he would say this too. That there's probably a mental element to it. Uh, you know, you're you're a shooter and you're, you're going through a slump. We know we can shoot the basketball. There's no question about that. We've got a huge sample size going back to back to high school. I mean, his entire life, he's he's been able to shoot the basketball from three. Uh, and people at the craft center say that that he's making them in practice. So you got to think it's you know something in the game where he's just got to you know kind of get through it and and continue to make some shots like he did last week and and then uh, you know get out of it that way. 
Ben Roberts with us, presented by our friends at Martini Italian Bistro in the East End. Special today and tomorrow, 4 to 6 p.m., $7 martinis, $6 glasses of wine. How about that? Ooh, Go check $7 that out. $7 martinis? I'm, I'm telling you. And you know they can make them out there. All right, uh, Ben, I have to ask because um, it's both interesting and, to me, a little funny. Oscar hearing from God that there's going to be a tragedy. Did you know that story before the broadcast? <laughs> I had not heard that story before, yeah, a few days ago before. <laughs> He uh, he said that one. What do you um, make of that, man? I mean, is there any? I mean, is this? Has Oscar confirmed that? By the way, since then, has someone asked him about it? Uh, not not that I've heard. We didn't. He didn't come out obviously after his seven and seven game um, Tuesday. I don't remember the last time we talked to him, but no, and I haven't. At least I haven't been over there when anybody's asked him about it. I think it's been a little bit since we've talked to him, but. Yeah, I mean, you know, Cal said it a couple times throughout the season that, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, that, that Basically, that Oscar says stuff, and people around him are like, where does he, where does he get this stuff? Where, where is he coming from with this? So, you know, I, 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 I have... I have no idea what's what's going on with that one. Okay, I, I had to ask because it's one of the more bizarre stories. It, yes, that it I've is. I mean that I can remember in recent memory that he. Now, I mean, Dan and I went through it and we went down the checklist. Losing a basketball game is not a tragedy, um, you know. And and but just being so convinced that something horrible was going to happen that way, I just thought was a pretty fascinating. Well, wait story. a second, you don't know that God might think Kentucky losing a game is a tragedy. Well, a lot of people around here do. So, yeah, I think that would. I think you could chalk that up as a tragedy to uh, to a majority of uh, people in Fayette County, at least. Oh man, Ben Roberts with us. All right, so this team. I mean, just give us the Ben Roberts crystal ball because you've been very right before. Um, on how this team's going to go. People are calling like crazy. Avery's running a, an answering service back there. Um, by the way, one of my favorite things that, that happens during the week. She calls Ben. She calls him Mr. Roberts. Okay, <laughs> He's younger than our next guest, who she calls by his first name. All right, so <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that means, but whatever. Um, at Georgia, at Mississippi State, I, I think we're at the point where they got to win both because I think they gave away, Ben, their – their margin for error by losing the way that they did against Arkansas. Um, do you think they can get both of those? I, I certainly think they can. I mean, I you know, it's one of those deals where going into any game, I think they could win it. Um, certainly wouldn't be surprised if they did. It's just a matter of, you know, stringing those together. Uh, and I think as much as, yeah, I think they did lose, um, you know, some of the cards in their hand uh, the way they lost to Arkansas, but that's South Carolina loss. Oh, it's it's so bad. Still, yeah, just sits there so like, what happened? And you know, Cal's going to keep saying, "Oh, we were down two starters." Well, they had Case and Wallace when they were down twenty-one to six. So, uh, you know, he didn't go, get, didn't go out, and you know, obviously, he he would have helped to come back there, but uh, that, that's not going to be an excuse. I don't think that holds up on Selection Sunday. People are going to look at that, and and especially the way you know, if it were an outlier, that would be one thing, but. The way that they've lost double digits in almost all of these quad one games is not going to look good in any sort of discussion on Selection Sunday. And that's what you want to avoid is is giving people ammunition when they're debating this in the room. Um, and when they're, st- when they're putting these resumes up against each other, you don't want to have a bunch of double-digit losses. You don't want to have a, a terrible quad four loss at home. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they've – They've they've got to reestablish themselves and 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 win some of these games. They've got to win some of these road games. 
the Tennessee game would be huge, even though it's at home, just just to be. That's the only ranked opponent they have left, and unless they play Alabama or Tennessee in the in the tournament, yeah. And you know, quite frankly, I don't, uh, you know, I don't know that anybody would think they'd beat Alabama at this point. Um, it's the only one they're going to get, so that's going to be a, a a really big one. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I I still tend to think they're going to make the NCAA tournament, okay. but I'm a lot. You know, I, I think that a little less than I did three days ago. Ben, I have a I have a wager with a fella, a fella that you know, and I not I, to be named, and, and I uh, I have Kentucky as a single digit seed. So, uh, in other words, nine or better, and I'd, I'd be willing to share part of that bet with you right now if you <laughs> if you'd like if you'd like part of it. Yeah, you tried. You tried to get me to wager the other end of that last week on the air, and I'm glad. You know, I, I, I should have. I should have taken it then. All right, Ben. He has offered me seventy five dollars to get out of the bet. Yeah. Should I take the seventy five bucks, or should I wait it out and try to get the hundred? I think you waited out. I don't know if there's any try about it either. I, I think that hundred's looking pretty good at this oh, point. Oh, Ben. 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 Hey, I, I want to ask you a question about your job because this is so foreign to me. Do you mean to tell me that if if UK doesn't bring one of uh, the, the three players they bring out, you don't get to talk to any of the other guys? That's right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that is so foreign. I mean, when mm-hmm. you know, it used to be after the game, the locker room opened up, and and all the reporters and all the TV guys came in and could talk to anybody they want. Is is that just Kentucky, or is that around college basketball? It's most college basketball uh, at this point, um, but it's been. I mean, it's been Kentucky for at least twenty years. I would say they used to bring out more. When Tubby was here, they would bring out more than three, uh, but it's been three for uh, at least at least the beginning of Cal. I think there the are two open locker rooms left in college basketball, and they're dinosaurs: Syracuse and Michigan State. I think that's it. Yeah, Duke and Louisville both were. Uh, yep. uh, no, Louisville's not anymore. Duke Correct. was the last time I covered one of their games, okay. which was which was probably four or five years ago at this point, and um, I, I know they did when when I covered them at the Yum Center a few years ago but yeah i was actually talking to cameron mills um a couple weeks ago and he told me some funny stories he he said basically his kind of rise as a media darling personality started because of that open locker room you know he said nobody had any business talking to me i wasn't playing but uh i I could apparently give a good soundbite and say something funny so all these tv guys would rush over to ask me about all the different (laughs) things going on and and that's kind of how he got in and obviously now he's He's uh he's doing the the radio job uh, before the game, so yep. uh, you know I, I I do think it um you know I, I do think it helps the players and 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 helps players get acclimated to that, and especially at a place like Kentucky. If you got guys going to the NBA, I, I would think uh, you know that would be beneficial. Yeah, I I just that is amazing to me. That has to make your job a little more difficult. And why you wouldn't want Oscar out there when people love him? Yeah, I, that part I yeah. really don't understand. Yeah, yeah. bad PR. All right. Well, I won't make Ben say that it's bad PR. Um, he's Ben Roberts. I'm the Herald Leader at Ben Roberts HL on Twitter. Uh, we'll get you out of here on this. Uh, a guy, uh, a friend of mine, David, texted me this morning and said, I figured out Oscar Sheebway. He's Rich Strike. Last season, his National Player of the Year was his derby. And then since then, he's just not been able to get it back together. Is Oscar Sheebway Rich Strike? 
No, I don't think he's Rich Strike. I think, I think, like we talked about, I think people have just kind of figured. I think he's. I don't want to say he's one dimensional, but I, but he's not. He he is limited in in what he can do and what he can do. He is as good or better than anybody in the country, um, but he's limited. I mean, he's limited in what he could do on both ends of the floor, and Kentucky, as a result, is limited in what they can do on both ends of the floor when he's out there. And I think that I think you see the frustration with Cal with that sometimes. Or you know he's not um, he's not the rim protector like Noel or Colley Stein is mm. sometimes offensively limited as those guys are. And, and he's, he's obviously not Anthony Davis or some of these other uh, you know bigger guys who, who could score on the other end. So um, they kind of have to tailor their game on both ends to, to what he can and can't do. Uh, and you know we see that especially when they're playing good teams and and and. You know, obviously that that's become a problem at points. All right, he's Ben Roberts. He's with the Herald Leader, Kentucky.com slash sports. Go find all of their stuff. The last great sports newsroom in the state. Uh, they're doing it down there no at question. the Herald Leader. We no appreciate question. you joining us every Thursday. Of course, martinilouisville.com. Go find our friends out there at Martini Italian Bistro. Ben, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Thanks ben. so much. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. All right. Bye, bye Roberts. We'll get Ben out of here. We'll get Jay Davis in. Not where we thought we'd be, Dan, a couple months ago, watching them bomb threes on bellhops in the Bahamas, huh? <laughs> bellhops in the Bahamas. I like that. I think there's a song there. Bellhops in the Bahamas. Sounds like, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. There's a song there. Uh, reminder, first hour of the show brought to you by our friends at Kentucky Tourism and KentuckyTourism.com. If you're planning those trips, make sure you check and start. With everything at KentuckyTourism.com on the other end. We'll talk to Jay Davis from Cranes Detroit here on ESPN 680-1057. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition, and I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift, five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, come on, muscle through it, but then also say, hey, you should probably see my specialist or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com.